Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, that you've suggested comes from Lena and uh, it is Class Limited. It's a, an accounting administration reporting solution software package basically for uh, trust companies uh, and individual investment portfolios and a bit into the self-managed superannuation fund market. So one of these um, almost administration type platform companies, isn't it, Henry? Yeah, and it's not alone in this uh, sphere no. either. I mean, yeah. there's, there's a lot of people out there trying to do this. This, this one uh, has bounced quite nicely off its lows that we saw in, in, in March, but it does seem to have run out of momentum in the short term. We also haven't seen an update from the company since I think February. Oh. So, um, you know, maybe we're, we're come a bit of a business update, which is always uh, fraught with, with some sort of danger. Given that uh, people have been withdrawing money from their super funds, yeah. this, this, uh, I mean, there's a potential there to be losing some of the, F, you know, the funds under management side of things. But it's certainly, it's, it's in that kind of platform space. Yeah. Um, they had operating revenue of 20 million, 20.5 million last year. So it looks all right. But it's just, it's just there's lots of them out there. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of platform stocks, the hubs, yeah. the classes, the, the premiums, all these kind of things. They're all in the same kind of space. So um, it's, it's competitive and I just think it needs to, um, it's not for me. It's not, not exciting enough, I think, at the moment, right. that's for Adam? sure. Well, I agree with Henry because it does have that, uh, that look that, you know, margins and we look at all these businesses that have some kind of margin, that that margin needs to be a little bit higher. For the second half, or sorry, for the first half of this year, their margins are around about 15%. Potentially, you want a kind of SaaS business or something like that. You want it to be around sort of 20 to 25%. So if they can lift those margins, and that then obviously means the stock price should move because of more profitability. I think that that's, uh, um, that's a, a, an interesting one to look at. Self-managed super fund space has been falling away of late. A lot of accountants, it was a huge boom over the yeah, last massive. 10, 15 years. But I don't see a lot of new accounts being open to a self-managed super fund. So that's something that potentially you need to be aware of. That this, It's still a massive market, no doubt about it. But certainly I think that it, it, it has had its run and you know more people are potentially looking at industry funds or, or whatever. Um, so yeah, that, that, again, that sort of overall thematic might be crimping mm. on uh, profit. It's interesting well. when that happens, sort of um, you get a run in a sector, a mm. sweet spot, and then everyone yep. gets in and yep. competition goes up. So margin starts to come down. Yep. And then there's usually consolidation, isn't there? Yeah, have absolutely. we got to that consolidation stage yet? Not quite, have we? But no. everyone's still battling it out in the, in the trenches. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and, you know, brokers have been sort of downgrading uh, a little bit of this one. I know uh, Orbanet came out the other day and sort of downgraded their price target by about another 15% to $1.50. Right. So they're sort of keeping a lid on that share price until potentially there's a yep. there's a catalyst for it to move higher. Okay, all right. So uh, that's a, a, a good analysis, uh, Alina, on Class Limited. Our second stock, Henry, comes from uh, Oliver. 
Um, is it Alcidian? It's pronounced? Yeah, yeah um, I think so. Software solutions for in the healthcare market. Um, they say to empower clinicians with all sorts of tools to uh, um, and smart tools, AI types to, uh, tools to um, analyze patients. Yeah, I mean, this seems a no-brainer. I saw these guys um, present oh, at least a couple of years ago, maybe three yeah. years ago at a small cap conference. You were probably there, Dorsey. Oh, probably. Um, <laughs> and it, it looks really smart. I mean, having all the information, instead of these charts that people have at the end of their beds where people are, yep. are scrabbling through trying to work it out, having all that information on, on an iPad or something similar, a tablet, so that you could, a clinician or a doctors or nurses can look instantly at, at that kind of information and make decisions must be a great thing yeah. you know it must be the way of the future certainly in the US I know they're heading very much towards that side of things and I think it's even mandated um, coming into uh, into the next year or two that they have to have digital records rather than the, the bits of paper okay. uh, so these guys are there they tend to pop a lot when they have uh, um, announcements about a new contract yeah. they, they beavered away quite uh, quite a lot in WA and I had some contracts in I think Northern Territory from memory they've just signed one in Sydney and so it's it's you know it's it's a good company. They got seem to have good technology, but it's just a matter, I guess, of getting those people over the line with the sales. And um, it, they struggle from time to time, and they go quiet. I guess telehealth and all this COVID stuff plays into their hands a little bit. But it's it's more in hospital uh, kind of really smart stuff on the tablet, so that you can pull up the guy's records and look at it and go, oh yeah, well that's that, you know, and, and looking at all the, um, the AI that can add to that. So I think it's a good story, but it's, it's like a lot of these specs, they respond to news and then right. they kind of, they peak and they go quiet. Which and you saw the from the chart, there's yeah. lots of spikes along yeah, you the could, way. You could, so you could put the, the contract on the chart and go, well that's the contract, boing, up they go and then they go quiet and everyone yeah. takes their money and they go on to the next thing. So it is very much contract driven, but it's a, it's a good story in a good space, I think. Okay, well, worth buying at this? Um, That's yeah, low, yeah. I think they've been a lot higher. They've been up to sort of twenty five, thirty, and they've got yeah. they've got the wind behind them. So yeah, I think it's one to okay. uh, to look at. Alan? Yeah, so just looking at their sort of third quarterly uh, quarter business update that they had, fairly decent revenue coming through and uh, beat previous corresponding periods. So the business is growing. Um, for that, I think it is for me uh, probably a hold due to the fact that it is quite thinly traded. So I'd be a little uh, bit cautious okay. on that. Um, 500,000 shares uh, traded today, which, is, which isn't too bad, but still um, you need to be a little bit cautious um, of being aware of that sort of thinly traded stock. So yeah, for me, um, it's, a, it's a space that I think is a good space, but doesn't excite me. Um, there's plenty of other stocks that are moving or that are exciting about that, but certainly healthcare technology has been one. One of the barriers to entry for healthcare technology is, and this is no offence to any nurses out there, and especially even in aged care yeah, careful, areas. Dorsey. I know, I've got to be very careful, careful here. But, um, you know, technology, you know, they're so used to doing the things the old way, yep. it's very hard for them to pick up an iPad and start pressing or doing when they're so used to doing, and all of the hospital systems need to change to facilitate that mm. kind of technology. Mm. So there's this whole sort of wave that needs to happen and it's very very difficult for these people to do that so 
while they might have the best technology in the world and while they might be able to you know, read and do all these other kinds of things, it's yeah. very difficult to get them to change their sort yeah. of normal way of doing business. And I think that's been the problem with these kinds of stocks in healthcare. But certainly healthcare is a huge area and there's a lot of money being yeah. spent on it and it is obviously a growing area, aging population, everything else that goes with it. Yeah. Just a little bit cautious. Story's good, but, but the practice, yeah. I, I was very much involved in transforming the uh, organ transplant donation system and we right. put in a new electronic donor register oh, yeah, yeah. through all the hospitals. Um, I reckon it took about four years yeah. and it just fastidious and it, this was a government authority that right. I was on the so board mandated. of. So, uh, well, yeah, wasn't a, um, uh, yeah. a company or a, a profit making concern. Um, but you've got to put so much training yeah. into the, into the coalface. People Which, who are using it and get their advice along the way, quite rightly, yeah, yeah. because you can't just say, oh, this is great, because you've got to understand what their work practices are like and, and workflows, and you've got to keep adjusting. And every hospital is yeah. going to be different as yeah. well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like and they don't all... talk to each other. No. <laughs> and, that, and, yeah, and you've got to prove the stability of the system, yeah. and, and you know, you, you can't Those be people... going to a patient and your iPad goes blank. And, That's and, right. You know, the old pen People's and paper. People's lives depend on but, it. But, uh, you know, you look at some of the records, and they, they're, you know, they're as oh. big as... Yeah, as big as a government law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's crackers. Yeah. But um, yeah. it's it, it's sticky and it's hard to get in. But once you're in, in, and once you can get the ball rolling, it's almost it's, harder to get out. It's harder <laughs> to get out because they they rely on you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All, right. all right, and you build up that trust. Yeah. Um, all right, that's uh, Oliver. Um, a good description there on Alcidian. Um, uh, Debbie has suggested our uh, third stock, which is down at EDI. Uh, um, services company, big services company in the mm. ASX top 100, bigger, one of its biggest investments, 88% Adam of mm. the Spotless Group, the big catering group, which big catering uh, group. Yep. would have um, suffered a bit in the last three months. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, months. yeah, and it was an interesting buy, I thought, many mm. years ago now, I think that was, wasn't it, a couple of years ago? Because Dan was always regarded as a mining services. Mining services, of, rail, rail, they do a lot yeah. of trans groups. A lot of trains, they build um, all those trains yeah, in New so South Wales. That that's fantastic. That's a great business because it's 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 you know it's it's quite defensive, I guess. And yeah. and and but then them going and buying Spotless, I didn't really see the uh, synergies there. And really, the share price really hasn't reacted to uh, a lot of what they've done in that. They're certainly um, expanding, you know, and going into you know, as you say, sort of mining services and more and more of those contracts. But I think it's lagged the ASX on the mm. recovery, and there's probably a reason why. I don't know why. But I, see, I still feel that, that, um, that they have to catch up a little bit. Yeah. So um, well, You look at that one-year chart, you're yeah. quite right, since it's almost a U-shape from March. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? Not really a V at all. And yeah. they, I think they had a class action with Spotless as well. I think they, in the last half or this half, they've settled that. They've moved on from that. Right. That's a positive for it. But yeah, I, I, look, there's plenty more of other exciting stocks out yeah. there. And, I, and I'd wait for a bit more of a recovery before I'd be dipping my toe into this one. Yeah. I guess the only thing they had really in common with spotless services was their mining services and spotless services had the word services in them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that probably made some sense to somebody at the time. Yeah. At least it was easy on the logo. But, yeah. um, you know, spotless has been, uh, let's face it, timing has not been easy for them given yeah. COVID and the lockdown of venues and all yeah. that sort of thing. I think they had 55,000 odd people working for them in, 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 on a casual and part-time or whatever. But it's massive yeah. business. Um, Adam's right about the class action. That's probably held them back a little bit. There were also stories they were looking to sell their mining services business as well. 
um, and they were sort of doing this old strategic review and seeing if anyone was out there potentially interested. Um, but this is a good infrastructure stop, as, as we discussed. Yeah, they they build trains, they do infrastructure, they do mining services, and it is a good infrastructure stop, but it is geared to, I guess, the economy reopening and, mm. and a bit of a push into infrastructure. Got a good balance sheet at the moment. They have refinanced around half a bill uh, recently, which is good, and they've got some cash there as well. So, that, so they're not in danger in that respect. But um, clearly something's holding them back, whether that was the yeah. class action, whether it's the fact that spotless services actually isn't that spotless at the moment because mm. you know we haven't got big events. Those are coming. Hopefully yeah. they will come and it will bounce back. But yeah, around here, I'd, I'd be more tempted to be a buyer than a seller. Right. I think there's some, some value there. I think um, that's the key value. Yeah, yeah, I think there is value there. Yeah. And given you know, mining has been one of those industries, mining and technology have been the two kind of Teflon industries that we've seen in COVID, yeah. mainly because of their remoteness in mining services and the fact they fly in, fly out. They're a lot easier to control those environments. Yeah. So that, that's a, certainly a positive for Downer. I think they've just renewed uh, their contract with uh, Fortescue. Fortescue as yep. well, 450 million yep. bucks worth of that. So it's all looking good. Mm. Margin's obviously the issue. But uh, yeah, for me, it's it's a buy around these levels. I right. Think. Still okay. paying a div as well. Paid one in mm. March. Uh, sorry, Feb, fourteen cents. Yep. So don't know whether they'll continue, but that you know it's a positive. Yeah. They're still paying okay. those divs. All right. So uh, pretty good wrap there from down at EDI, Debbie. Um, our next stock, our fourth one, suggested by Liam Rectifier Technologies. Um, basically, uh, um, they say specialises in developing and manufacturing high reliability and high efficiency power conversion products. Henry? Um, do you want Henry? To, I, love the, do you want to, I uh, love the look on you, Adam's face. Do you, do you want to uh, interpret that for us? Clearly this was a casualty of the bomb scare. Because yeah. I love the look of terror on Adam's face. And he's thinking, I should have Googled that one before the bomb scare rather than trying to do it after. Um, yeah, Rectifier Technology, they, do, um, they had a deal with a company called Tritium which right. is unlisted. It's a Brisbane-based company, and Tritium, keep with oh, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping up with stay you right with now. Me, I'm right. staying with you, all right. Tritium have uh, big contracts in Europe to supply charging stations, big contracts. Right. And of course, Europe is one of the guys that's pushing big time into electric vehicles. So yep. the, the stock ah. rode um, a sentiment wave on the back of this. The problem was that last Christmas, I didn't give you my heart because that was a, a wham song. <laughs> but Tritium basically said, no more. Oh. We're, we're, and, and Rectifier said, fine, we're, we're, we're going go to go our own way because the market's big enough for us to, to talk to other people as well about our battery technology and our charging stations. So that really kind of killed the sentiment because the only way you could get into Tritium, which was this um, super duper Brisbane company going really well in, in the space, Norway, right. big, big in Norway. Right. Um, the, um, so that was the only real way you could get exposure to it. So it got a lot of people excited since the deal fell over or it got pulled or whatever happened there. Um, it's really just languished. And I yeah. think that's unfortunately where it's going to end up at the moment, languishing for a while around that sort of four cent level and just right. not really doing too much. Um, until it kind of sorts itself out and works out if it's going to get a new big brother partner, if it's going to, yeah. how it's going to play things. They made some positive announcements without question, but the market was really excited about this whole yeah. thing. And you know, Germany was going to create all these 
charging stations, I can't remember how many it was, like a million by 2030, it was, yeah. was Merkel's uh, ambitious target, or may have been sooner. Norway and all these countries in Europe pushing ahead with uh, EVs, especially after Dieselgate, which mm. of course killed a lot yeah. of mm. uh, goodwill in the European car industry. So yeah, it's just for me, it's, it's, it's a great theme, isn't it, EVs? Yes. The one I like in the EV space, I've got to say, is Vimoto. Vimoto, yes. VMT. Yeah, yeah little electric scooters. scooters. Little electric yeah. scooters. The little Aussie scooter company that yeah. could. I mean, yeah. it's, it's been going really well. Doing well in China it's too. Been doing really yeah. well. It, we actually had it on the call the other day. Oh, did you? Actually. Oh, okay. Vimoto, and uh, I'd never heard of it. No. Um, great little... Uh, um, Cub in Nanjing, isn't yes, it? The big, yep. uh, the big manufacturing plant. And uh, who was on? Andrew Page and um, uh, and Michael Wayne from Medallion. Right. Um, both said, yes, high risk, but one to keep an eye on. Well, I think it, it, it well. taps into that zeitgeist. Um, yeah. Now, Asia needs cheap transportation yeah. that is that is user friendly. Is it an Australian company or a Chinese com- manufacturer that listed on the Australian market was something we were trying I to s- discuss? I seem to remember it was Australian, right? but their manufacturing was overseas. I think initially mm. it was in Vietnam and that was their right. big push. I remember a mate of mine's son, uh, the first stock he ever bought, this must have been five years ago, he looked at him and went, oh, electric, electric scooters, yeah. they're going to be the go. Yeah. Um, he was a little early yeah. and they did have some problems. Um, but they seem to have sorted those Kicked out Kicked up now. today, 34 and, and a half. Yeah, they're going yeah. well. It's, yeah. um, it's a good little story, that. Okay. Yeah. I think Rex we should um, yeah. get their chief executive on, uh, Ausbiz, and find yeah. out a bit more about the company. Yeah. I love stories like that. It, it's been, it's been good. It's taken a while. but yeah. they get a run. But, you know, it's, it's, know. it's a question of getting, one, the technology right, then the marketing and getting your, your market yeah. position right, and they seem to have done that. Okay. All right. I'll make a note of that. We'll do it on Ausbiz next week. Adam? What Every, do you think of Rectify? Everything that Henry said. Right. I'll <laughs> leave that alone. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> all, right. all right, you kick this one off. John has suggested outfit stock, which is Mortgage Choice. Oh, well, I was actually going to leave this business. one to Henry as well, because you don't you know the... I, oh, I do, yes. Anyway, I, I think right. it's a good business, Mortgage Choice. I think it's, it, it's, uh, it's survived and will continue to survive. Yep. But I'll push it over to Henry because he knows way more about this one than I do. I, I have to uh, disclose that I do know the founders of, right. of Mortgage Choice quite well. So, um, so I followed this one for a long time. Yeah. It's kind of in the doldrums at the moment, 69 cents. Yeah. They've got a very, very big loan book. Um, they're a mortgage broker. And of course, yeah. mortgage broking is very much geared to the housing cycle. Yep. And even the big daddy of mortgage broking, which is AFG, has been, I wouldn't say struggling, but that the share price at least has mm. been struggling. Had a bit of a surge the other week. And mortgage choices has yeah, similar. It hasn't really recovered since then. No, it hasn't. It has its, it's not very widely traded, I have yeah. to say. It's kind of trading by appointment some days. Right. So um, it's interesting. Peter Ritchie on the board of yes. Mortgage Choice? Yes. yes. Uh, Ex McDonald's. So it's a good business. They have diversified their business into, uh, into financial planning as yep. well to try and give them a little bit more sort of roundness in, in terms of earnings. The problem that they've had is, I think it was last year, they had a bit of a revolt from the, because uh, it's a franchise right. business, so some of the, franchise some of the franchisees right. were not that happy with the way the remuneration and their fees were going yep. back up and too much. Um, so that, that caused them a problem and they had to restructure the whole of the kind of the model. And Susan Mitchell's the CEO there and she was the CFO and there was another guy in charge for a long time and did a fantastic job. He left, she left, she came back. 
So there's a bit of a, a bit right. of a, um, a C-suite um, uh, swap around in some respects. They have done a good job, but it's kind of a business, I think, a little bit in transition because they're trying to bed down this new model right. they've got for their franchisees. But of course, it is geared to the housing cycle mm. and, and that makes it, um, I don't know what the housing cycle is going to do, to be honest, I'm, I'm no expert, but certainly you get yeah. the sense that things have still got a way to run in terms of pricing oh, yeah. and, yeah, and acti activity. Well, uh, particularly that apartment market. Holy hell, that looks as though it's about to fall off a cliff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Stats I saw the other day, one in six uh, Sydney CBD apartments are vacant at the moment. 45% increase in listings. And I think Financial Review had a story from CoreLogic yesterday saying 10% of off-the-plan settlements are falling through at the moment. Yeah. And, and you know, and it, it, it goes to the heart of uh, COVID to some extent because we're, we're changing our business habits. Even yeah. coming into Barangaroo, it's still... Yeah. Quite, really quite, yeah. And, and people don't need to live in the inner city, they can move out to the burbs. And I think, you know, we're, we're seeing regional Australia see a bit of a bump up. And yeah. certainly, you know, around our way, yeah. um, things are relatively buoyant. There's not many listings, yeah. but what there are is relatively buoyant because people are going, well, hang on a second, I don't need to trudge into the city and risk yep. public transport and wear my yep. mask and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. So it, it is geared to that cycle. At the moment, for me, it's a hold. Right. 69 cents looks, no, it looks cheap, to be <laughs> honest. Okay. He's the saying, ASX it, 200 as well, so right. we'll be careful. He's saying a hole because he's mates with the owners, so <laughs> if, if he wasn't, it would be a no. Probably, no, yeah, probably. Not, he, the, he likes, he's got, his mates have got a nice yacht too, I know. So. <laughs> the, the, the great thing about Mortgage Choice is their loan book. You know, it's yeah. got $55 billion worth of loans yeah. there, which just sits there and is kind nice of that recurring. annuity stream. So even yeah. if they the did Rams. nothing else, if they closed down the rest of the business, it would be like, remember the Rams runoff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How many people made a fortune out of oh, Rams yeah. because of the, the inherent value in that, that yeah. loan book? Even though the rest of the business, gone, yeah, who cares? Get rid of that, that, that loan book is the, is the jewel in the crown for right. mortgage choice, as okay. it is with AFG as well. Okay, all right. Um, so I'm, I'm just, I'll, I'll say hold. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, hold as well. Either way, no. All way. right. Yeah. Okay, let's just recap the top five stocks and stock of the day. Uh, points bet was uh, stock of the day. No for that from both Henry and Adam because it's had a massive run up. Um, Class Limited, a no from both. Alcidian, a hold from Adam, yep. a yes from Henry. Uh, Downer, a basically. I think both agreed. There's value there. Value. There's value there. Because of the share price, it's a good company. Share price has done nothing, so it may be a bit of value in Downer. Um, with Rectifier, a no and a hold with Mortgage Choice. So that's our first five stocks. And don't forget, joining us this afternoon, we speak to the Chief Executive of MedAdvisor, Robert Reed, about their new deal with US company HMS. Uh, that's at 1.10pm uh, on Ausbiz right here after the call. Um, let's get on to your second five stocks. And Adam Freehill Mining Limited has been suggested by Mia. Uh, iron ore gold, copper explorer. Um, and focusing on uh, a project in Chile, uh, an iron ore mine in Chile at the moment. So it, anyone that has iron ore in it... <laughs> Uh, investors go, whoa, is this the new Fortescue? Uh, yeah. 
that's a bit tough on the new Fortescue. <laughs> uh, but uh, look, yeah, you're right. I mean, everybody's looking for, and, and let's take a step back. I mean, commodity prices have done very, very, very well over the last yep. six months. Yeah, yeah. So any company that is, is attuned to some of those commodities, and certainly iron ore is definitely one of them. Uh, copper is another one that's, that's done very well. Um, and Chile is, a, is, a, is an interesting area to be in iron ore. I thought that was more copper related down yeah, there. They've got some there. Um, so, yeah, so I, I think, um, you know, potentially, I mean, they're exploring for a lot magnetite, copper, gold. I mean, yep. they're sort of putting their hand on and everything. And certainly the gold side of things would be helping uh, the rest of the business moving forward. And certainly iron ore as well or magnetite doing quite well. Um, for me, look, it's it's very small. Uh, it, it, its market cap isn't that great. It has a, a lot of paper on issue, 1.4 million shares on issue, with a market cap of 77 million. So I'm a little bit cautious when there's too much paper floating around. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to look at how much it actually costs them to get it out of the ground, because really that's all you're worried about. How much does it cost them to get it out of the ground? How much can they sell it for? Yeah. So. Um, I think, you know, I would prefer if it was magnetite or iron ore, I'd prefer to be here in Australia for that. I think that that's the right area for that to be. Gold, on the other hand, potentially is doing quite well, so comfortable there. They have placed a fair few shares. They have been doing some placements of late, so raising capital, which is fine. They have to do that uh, to keep sort of keep the lights on, as it were. But for me, look, you've got some far better stories out there right. and in better jurisdictions and because yep. I don't really understand the mining laws of Chile and that's yep. always what you need to be aware of when you're investing in overseas or Australian mm. businesses that are overseas. You need to be aware of the political ramifications, yep. brown paper bags moving backwards and forwards. Uh, so I'd be cautious on this one. So I would say no. Right. It's okay. a no from me. Uh, I mean, I guess this is a punter special, isn't it? And yep. we're, we're in a market at the moment where there's an awful lot of punters around. And we've seen that this week, a couple of stocks, 1,000% plus rises this week. It's, yeah. been, it's been incredible. Yeah. This one is in Chile. They've just announced a, uh, agreement, a binding agreement to take over property next door, El Dorado. Dorado. Yep. Uh, love the names. Yep. Um, <laughs> so it, it, it's now all these kind of little mining stocks are always announcement driven, whether it's drilling results. And the big pop we saw back in sort of February, March time was announcement driven. They had some pretty good results coming out and then everyone gets on board. Usually there's kind of a playbook that goes along with this. They, they announce really good results, stock pops, then two or three days later they announce a capital raising, we need some more money because we're going to go and get even better results. They place it to a few mates um, and, and, and rinse and repeat and the cycle continues. It's, yeah. you know, it's the circle of life. So um, Chile's okay. I don't think there's a problem with that. I'm not an expert, as, as Adam isn't either on, on the mining laws of Chile, but it's a relatively stable jurisdiction. There's a, lot of, um, there's a lot of Australian guys over there, so it's not a big problem sovereign risk-wise, but it's just going to be driven by the drill bit announcements, and then it will fall back with capital raisings. Usually you've got to kind of, for me, you, you need to meet management and work out whether they're guys that you can trust yeah. um, because you're a long way away from, from kicking those yeah. rocks. It's fairly newly listed by the look of the five-year charts. So yeah, it's, not, it's, years, it's not been around years. for a long yeah. time. So, yeah. um, But it, it's you know five and a bit cents. Hunter special, we're in that kind yeah. of market. It's <laughs> yeah, it's so true. It's you know it's like it's headline driven. I mean, we've seen ESK, ATH, DVL. Um, I forget the one today. There was a couple. Um, oh, was it? Yeah, there was a couple today uh, that did quite well uh, on the back of 
Um, just some interesting stuff that's out yeah. there. Um, yeah. and, and it's really headline-driven. And then the punters are starting to just to move yeah. in there and starting to push so it. So they talk about the Robin Hood investor, and, and this is the... It's all... Uh, the term comes from an app in the US, isn't yes. it? Which is basically, if you like, gamifying share investing. Uh, to me, anyhow, yes. yep. it, it looks like an app that... point. Uh, the points bet app or yep. the bet, bet spreads on app. options. Yep. And, it's, and young investors are, are paying 10 bucks for a share or 50 bucks or 100 bucks. And just sort of, it's almost like the Bitcoin of. Well, of a guy killed himself on the back of a Robin Hood yeah. uh, options trade. He misread wow. the statement. Because in the US, it has to outlay your overall financial position. And the outlay position was 250 grand or two and some, some ridiculous yeah. amount oh. and he obviously had no money to pay for it but if you actually look through the uh statements it's actually you've got exposure to that much yeah but you're actually only up for on the hook for a thousand bucks or something yeah, whatever yeah. and so yeah he, he he could not read it properly and that's the that's the issue is the sophistication yeah. of clients when you're dealing in these products yeah. where it all looks fantastic on paper cfds is another example yeah. you can burn your cash really quickly um but yeah it, it is gamifying the yeah. overall uh investment scary it, it is scary and, and you know what's scary is, is a lot of them are set up and designed they almost look like pokey machines yeah in some respects yeah. Yeah. and they're yeah. you know easy with one touch and robin hood charges no brokerage yeah so you know a lot of people in the i'm not saying that's happening here but a lot of people in the us have taken their their redundancy money or their furlough money or whatever government support yeah. they've got and they've been punting on the, the little the app and yeah. you know we've seen during COVID a demise of influencers what, yeah. whatever they are um, in, in celebrity circles because they can't go and be in glamorous places because yeah. you know they're going to be in a mask or whatever yeah. so what we have seen is the rise of of the the stock market influencers to some extent and there's a guy in the US Dave Potterov or Potteroyev or somebody right. who is like this um, he's the barstool trader and he is um, glorified in terms of uh, wow. his performance and I, I remember during the dot-com boom there was a uh, I think it was in Fairfax there was a diary of a day trader and yes. there were all these trading rooms spreading around Sydney where people could yeah, go in yeah, there during the right. day and it was just you know rumor manga city and everything yep. was going off and you buy everything and it goes up and I'll make a fortune I'm not saying that they're wrong, yeah. but it is going to end in tears. Yeah. Yeah. You need the facts. Yeah, and you so know, in, the, in the old days, it was the, the, the bad sign was when the taxi driver was giving you tips. Yeah. Well, yeah. the taxi driver's gone because it's now Uber. Yeah, yeah. But, but now, that, you don't have to worry about that because it's all there on Facebook yeah. in a discussion yeah. group or Twitter or, or whatever. It's, 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 as I, as I it's always the say, the best uh, investment you can make is good advice. Yeah. If you get good advice... Um, that's what the call's about. That's yep. what we have these guys on to say, no, nah, forget it, because don't believe the story. So it's really important, but a good lesson for everyone in this sort of market. Um, let's go on to our, uh, our seventh stock, suggested by Peter, uh, the outdoor uh, retailing group, Adam Katmandu. Yeah. Um, made a really positive good positive announcement it was it was actually online sales that's the key i think it was the online sales part of it the overall was actually fairly negative Mm. as far as um that the 70 million i think that they were talking about earnings 
uh, was definitely lower than previous corresponding period. And yeah. overall, their wholesale market was a 15% lower as well. So yeah. wholesale is when they sell it out to and uh, sell it out to closed stores and things like that. And, and that Rip Curl acquisition that they've done uh, has been doing okay, but overall store sales were lower. Yeah. But the real key, I think what the market focused on, and it's down a little bit today, I think there's continued more selling in it, but it was the online sales. And I think on Rip Curl online sales were up about 150% or yeah. something like that. And Kathmandu range was also up quite yeah. substantially as well. So I think that is the the, um, the the meat on the bone. However, Kathmandu came out in that announcement and said, we are going to need to be cautious. We are seeing that economic conditions are slowing and we will expect lower numbers next year. Right. So I think they were really well to put that right at the front yeah. of the announcement saying... Which is a good reflection on management. Absolutely. To do that. Absolutely. Come clean on it. And winter's their best time. Kathmandu, yeah. winter is their best time because yeah. they've got the big fluffy yeah, jackets the puff, and jacket. yeah, all that kind of stuff. That's, the, that's perfect for them. So, yeah, I think it's a good, well-run business. I think it was right for them to come out and say that, but online is certainly what the market is focused on. Um, hasn't really bounced since the March lows at all. No. Is this a value by your uh, I don't think anything in retailers? retail is value. Okay. I think I'd be very cautious. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I so you know, still got a long way to go. So it's a hold from me if okay. I was pushed. Yeah, All definitely. Right. Uh, I've got to say, I like Kathmandu. Yep. And I did do much lower down. Um, again, I got out a little early, um, a little bit worried about market risk. So we, we, we sold out. But mm. I think you know, the thing that struck me during COVID, and I wrote about this a lot in the newsletter, was how many surfers there were. Yes. Uh, oh, you, no. you go to you go up to the northern beaches, and the car park was full of surfers, yes. and they weren't old surfers. These no. were people coming to the sport as newbies. All the yeah. wetsuits were brand new, the boards were brand new. They looked great. They were yeah. out there in the wild. It looked fantastic. And the Rip Curl, I think, has really kind of rounded out their offering. Yep. But the problem for Kathmandu in the past has always been they have two two periods where it's crucial: Christmas and Easter. Yep. Everyone goes camping, everyone goes camping. Yep. If, you, if Christmas this year was cancelled because of the bushfires and Easter was cancelled because of COVID. So right. it really did hurt them. Yeah, However, they have bounced back and these results are a sign that they've bounced back. And like a lot of businesses as well, COVID has accelerated the digital side of the business, the mm. online side. And that is a good thing because that has proven to be quite resilient. So I, I still like this one. Puffer jackets in winter, it's 22 degrees out there today, so yeah, yeah. puffer jackets are well and truly off well, the horizon. Only in Sydney, it's a bit only in Sydney. chillier in the southern states. But for me, I, I, I'm a member of the Kathmandu Summit Club or whatever it oh, is, yeah. and, and so you get emails yeah. telling you on special offers, and I think that's really important to, to, to be, if you're yep. interested in a company, to try and see how they're marketing themselves, how they're marketing mm. products. And the number of emails you get. And you can tell the, you know, JB Hi-Fi, I must have got one email every five minutes yeah. leading up to the end of tax year. It was yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, really You're just going, it. it's almost as bad as Motley Fool. Um, <laughs> oh, Nothing wrong with Scotty. Sorry, Scotty. I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm putting that to Scott when he's on next. <laughs> sorry, Scotty. But yeah, no, it's such Scott Phillips. You express an interest <laughs> once and that's it. <laughs> they just drag you back. It's like the mafia, they drag you back. But, but Catman, going back to Catman do. Um, the, there wasn't this plethora of emails. I wasn't bombarded with emails. So that, that's a good thing for me because it means yeah. they, they've got stock control under control. Mm. They're not having to push products at discounted prices. They're not having to, uh, to strip stores and get it out there. Otherwise, they're, they're stuffed. So um, I like the story still. I think it's as we open up and we go, oh, the great outdoors. We yeah. can yeah. be 
socially distanced in a national park and we're, we're blessed with national yeah. parks camping road trips we're not going to be going overseas yeah, yeah. well it's a goodie howard so, coleman from team invest sort of regularly gives us a um a history lesson of the Spanish flu and the aftermath of that. Was he and there? Ebra, might, have I did ask might, him, might have been. Might have been. Might have been. I did ask him that, and he laughed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he, he said, "That's what people did after being cooped up. They yeah. went on driving holidays and went walking and hiking and stuff like that. So that's why he liked Cat Made Very funny though. Go, really? The Spanish flu? That was over 100 years ago. Uh, so, so these levels, yes, are by Yes, I, I, Yeah, okay. I wish I'd held them and through the, okay. through the kind of, yeah. All right. Um, Henry, what do you think of IntelliCare, uh, technology company um, in that software uh, and a hardware um, uh, sort of sector again? But focusing on aged care and, and health. Well, I, you know, aged care is a, is a very significant um, part of the economy now, and everybody is touched by aged care, whether they yeah. whether they like it or not. You don't have to be old to be touched by aged care, and we've got a royal wow. commission to it at the moment. Yeah. Um, th this is a new listing, um, so mm -hmm. it's not been around for a while, for 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 long. Yeah. It was issued at twenty cents. So far, they've been doing okay. Yeah. Um, for me, it's just <laughs> what a time to list. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah, you know, it's 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 know, above yeah. IVO price. So, I mean, that, that's, that's a tick. That's there is a lot a of money out there. You know, yeah. there, there is a lot. Good ideas are getting a lot of interest still. There is a lot of people sitting on the sidelines. Goes back to the gamification of the market to some yep. extent. But um, it, yeah, I think for me the track record's not there yet. I'd like to see it settle down and uh, maybe have a bit more of a trading history uh, yeah. before I got interested. Okay. But it was only a small listing, I think, from memory. Yep. Uh, Twenty cents done pretty well so far. In a good space, yeah. um, good theme, but yeah, I, d I don't really know enough about the business itself, right. and it hasn't been around long enough for me Adam? to. Yeah, look, uh, aged care has been a tough one, uh, and going forward again, um, you know, with the stroke of a pen, the government can change regulations, mm. and I'm always a little bit concerned uh, about that side of things, and, and obviously with royal commissions and those kinds of things. Again, software packages, it definitely comes down to how the aged care home is actually going to be using that. And no matter how good your system is, sometimes it's very tough. And yeah. even in aged care, I think the education levels for the nurses or the uh, aged care are a lot lower as well. So yeah. again, it's, it's hard to get them to use those kind of um, those products. And they, they do talk about you know, commercialization of predictive analytic hardware and software packages. Yeah. I mean, there's some great AI out there and mm. potentially uh, it, it works as well. Um, I'm with Henry on this one. I think, you know, it's done well. It's over its IPO price and that's a real big tick. Yep. That's a yep. really good tick yep. for that. I think that's perfect. But for me, you know, I'd like to see some quarterlies. I'd like to see some good announcements. I'd like to see the company before I would dip my toe into the water on okay. this one. All right. Okay. There you go, Benjamin. Thanks for that suggestion. We'll keep a watch on it. Uh, but the fact that it's Trading above its uh, issue price is um, a really good sign. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, Adam, the eight, ninth stock ninth, uh, yep. is an ETF, uh, BetaShares Gold Bullion ETF, from suggested from Matt. Yeah, look, I mean, um, well, I guess we talk about the gold, the commodity, yeah. really. I mean, the yeah. e actual ETF. So it's not gold mining shares. Correct. It's just the straight bullion. The bullion. Yeah. Um, it is currency hedged. Yep. Okay, so a little bit cautious. Um, 
because uh, obviously the hedging does take out a fair bit of the volatility and sometimes yeah. as an investor you want that volatility yeah. uh, with, with that. However, um, they, it basically tracks the performance of gold and with that currency head, it, uh, it sort of, I guess, it smooths out the movements between the Aussie dollar and the US dollar. So yeah. that is good for some st- type of client. They do like that kind of hedging and they're quite happy to say, take the currency risk out of it. Yep. If you look at the other one, which is GOLD, which is probably the largest one that's been traded on the Australian market, and that's an ETFS or ETF securities one, uh, that doesn't have any hedging. So right. you get your choice uh, of product that you can do. Look, I think uh, gold is going to go to $2,000 Aussie. Um, it is going to be marching up, I think got up to 1,800 and then sort of yeah. pulled back a little bit. 2,000 Aussie. Aussie, yeah. 2,000 US. US. My apologies. Yeah. You, you hit me up on the currency. I, I, right, I, I'm worried I, about what you got against nurses at the moment. <laughs> Henry, you keep me on my game. I love it. I love it. Uh, so look, I, I think it's. I think it's going to two thousand US. Right. I think okay. it is absolutely. So um, yeah, I think gold is in the right space, and it is the right time to be investing. Is this with the, the ETF you'd be in though, or the other one? Uh, I would prefer GOLD. Okay. That's my preference. Sorry, beta shares. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with Adam on all of the above. Uh, I, st- I like gold. I think it is going yep. to 2,000 uh, US. US. And, and higher in Aussie dollar terms as well, obviously. Um, ETFs, they're supposed to do what they say on the box. They're supposed to do what you buy into. And that, that's the beauty of, of ETFs, especially ones that are currency hedged. Because the worst thing is you buy something in, in the US, it goes up and you're out there in the pub celebrating with your mates and then you look at the currency conversion yeah. you go yeah oh, it's done nothing yeah, yeah hang on it's your round yeah you're gonna have to buy the drinks now because i haven't i you know i thought i made five percent on nasdaq and actually i've lost five percent because the currency's killed me yeah so that that's the worst thing about um about those sorts of things so so for me uh if you've got that currency hedge that's good because at least you know what you're getting into you, yeah. you know kind of yeah. what you're going to get so it does what it says on the tin I prefer the GOLD as well because yep. it has got greater liquidity. But uh, this one, I think, is underlyingly backed by physical gold. Yeah. Yeah. To me, if, you, if you're going to play the gold game, yeah. go with gold miners. Pick, a, pick the, the mm. gold miner that you like because they've got the leverage. As long as they haven't got hedging in process, yep. then I think you know, the gold miners are the way to go. The Northern Stars, the Saracens. Um, there's a few other little ones out there as well which look pretty interesting. Gold Road. Etc. Matador looks to look Matador, good. and there's one T, TIE as well that a couple oh, yeah. of our subscribers have been telling me I should look at. Right. Bellevue Gold as well is interesting. Right. Okay. So there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of action happening around there, and there will be um, a spate of corporate activity because that, that's the nature of the beast. We've seen it with some of the big guys looking at some of the little guys. We've seen it with the super pit as well. Mm. Yeah. You know that that's changed hands effectively. So that high Aussie dollar gold price 25 50 25 60. That's a big price when these guys are bringing it out of the ground at a thousand bucks. They're making fifteen hundred dollars Aussie on, a, on an ounce of gold. That's good. Yep. Um, so I, I like the ETF space generally, but I think if you want leverage to a commodity and you like a commodity, go with those stocks. If you're okay. doing oil, go with a commodity a stock that's got leverage to the oil price. Okay. Similarly with gold. All right. There you go, uh, Matt. Good uh, analysis there. Our final stock uh, comes from James. Uh, Asalio Care, they're in personal care and hygiene products, a manufacturer, facial tissues, uh, yeah. flushable wipes. Toilet rolls. <laughs> toilet rolls. Toilet rolls. Big rush on them. Why, why, why didn't the stock price go higher when everybody yeah. was in the pantry 
yeah. the first pantrydemic, not this. Don't you like that one? I do <laughs> like it. Yeah, I love did you bring it. That? Did you, was that you? I've used that for a couple of months now. You, you, you just haven't well. been you talking to me. You should put a patent on that. Yeah, pantrydemic. <laughs> so I like that. I can't understand why this stock didn't rally as or, or should have ran yeah. when the toilet rolls were running out the door. <laughs> and now even, even when... Now we're starting to see more panic buying going in. The stock's still at a dollar. Yeah, right. but so I can't, I can't work out why. But are we at, no, are we using more toilet rolls or just buying more toilet rolls? Who cares? Right. We're well, buying. Yeah, but it's, but bring, it's but revenue. It's bringing yeah. forward that revenue yeah. and, it's, and, it's, and, it's, and it's making it lumpy. You know, I've got a garage full of toilet rolls. I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> What's your wife doing? Uh, well, she's going to the supermarket and buying toilet rolls, clearly. Uh, they've just announced uh, they've closed one of their business, the uh, the diaper business. I don't know when yeah. it became diapers in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought it was nappies. Yes, nappies. it is still um, nappies. But they've but, yeah. closed the, their nappy business in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, You'd imagine that you know these guys should be doing pretty well with personal Absolutely. hygiene products at the moment. We're all hand sanitising, yeah. you know, the whole bit. But as Adam's saying, it just sort of hasn't well, done anything. No, done nothing. March twenty third. I mean, it was at low at ninety. Yeah. I mean, that should have been the other way. We should have turned that chart upside down. That should be yeah. that should be getting all new highs. So, yeah. I mean, closing the the closing the nappy business. Sure. I mean, New Zealand. They're bringing it back to Australia, and that's yeah. one of the things. And they're obviously selling those nappies to China and yeah. those kinds of things. But yeah, I, I don't understand. I, but it's, for two years, it's been like this. It, it's not. Yeah. They did um, they did sell a big part of their business a while ago, I think, from memory. But right. no, it's, not very, it's not very it's not very it's not a very exciting business. Right. At the end of the day, um, I don't know where the growth is in toilet rolls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, personal <laughs> uh, yeah, tissues. Yeah. I mean, sure, winter time comes around, we yeah, use yeah, more yeah, tissues. I, yeah. I mean, we can all say the investment thesis for this is actually quite good. good. It's defensive. Very yeah. defensive, and <laughs> there's a stock stuffing happening. Well, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I sort of scratch my head on it. I, I don't think you need to be there. There's plenty of other stocks yeah, out there that are sure. doing way better, and okay. uh, for me, it's a no. All right, let's um, recap the final five <laughs> stocks: Freehill Mining, a no from Adam. Um, Henry sort of dubbed it the classic punter stock. Uh, Katmandu, a hold from Adam. Um, uh, Henry quite likes it at, uh, at this price, has value. Intellicare, uh, no from both. Uh, the beta shares gold bullion ETF. Uh, Adam would fair, uh, say if you go into an ETF, go to the GOLD one, which is, um, which is just the straight commodity one. Uh, Henry says go for gold miners, uh, which gives you uh, more leverage on any movement in the gold price. And uh, Asalio, uh, a no from both. Gentlemen, thank you for that. Thank you for giving up your sailing. <laughs> thank you for getting through the danger zone. That's the, right. Uh, the office. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next time. Thank Henry you. Henry Jennings there from Marcus today and Adam Dawes from Shaw & Partners. Now, uh, if you want to send us any suggestions for stocks to cover here on the call, email them, the call at osbiz.com.au or through Twitter using the at TV handle. Look, Australians love their property and that love has provided pretty fertile uh, ground for uh, prop tech companies. To tell us more, uh, Julian Brockhurst from PropTech Accelerator Reach is joining us at 2.40 on the Startup Daily Show this afternoon. But after the break, stand by for The Pulse.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.